Week five NFL main slate. Let's do it, guys. Once again, another million dollars up top in the big tournament. If this is your first time watching, welcome. My name is DK. I cover content for DraftKings and for Price Picks. If you guys are looking for more in-depth content, you can check out my Patreon link down below. I have a lot of different options. NFL package, NBA package, prize pick package, all that again listed in the description below. And the sponsor today's video is Prize Picks. If you guys are not familiar with Prize Picks, it is a player prop site where we're basically building out um, lineups with these player props. You can uh, build two to uh, two to five players and win up to ten x your money. Uh, they have a lot of different sports, NFL, NBA preseason, basically every single sport you can think of. You can mix and match sports as well. So if you guys want to check it out. And um, use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100 for first-time users. So take advantage of that offer. But let's quickly recap my lineup here from last week. So last week was another really good week. Back-to-back good weeks for me in tournaments. Um, so my stand uh, last week was I really liked the Charger stack and GPPs, right? And the reason was, you know, we knew that Bill's Ravens game was going to be very popular. Obviously, the Lions Seahawks game was relatively popular as well, and that did very well. But I just thought the, the Chargers game was going overlooked, right? No one was really talking about that as far as the game stack goes. I had Herbert at 8%, paired him with Austin Eckler. And I talked about that in the Patreon uh, video, how I was totally fine pairing him with Eckler because Eckler is basically like a wide receiver. So paired him with Eckler. Uh, Palmer got injured, so got a little bit unlucky there. Um, but yeah, nothing you could do about that. Had I paired him with, with Mike Williams, uh, could have been a much bigger day because Mike Williams had a really solid uh, game. Herbert was fine there for value. Um, I did a secondary stack, so the correlation bros will love this lineup. A secondary stack here with Lockett and Hawkinson. But yeah, Hawkinson was a guy, I, I mean, I knew he was going to be relatively popular, but I was fine eating that chalk. Uh, and then, yeah, Cooks was the bring back in my lineup. Uh, Romeo Dobbs dropped like a 40-yard touchdown. Otherwise, it would have been probably another four or $500. So that was a little bit tilting. And then I went to a low-owned Packers D. They were very expensive, but... For me, it was like if I went to a cheap defense, I didn't love like there was like the 6K range. There wasn't anyone that I loved there. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just play the Packers. Hope they maybe get a pick six um, at low ownership uh, and spend up a bet to be contrarian. But yeah, so that was the recap of my lineup. We'll get, hopefully you guys had a good week four. And let's talk about week five. So once again, we'll go team by team. Kind of talk about uh, every single player I think is viable. We can talk about um, snap counts, all that good stuff. So Pittsburgh Buffalo, Kenny Pickett going to be the starting quarterback. He only is 5.1K. He does have a little bit of rushing upside. I mean, he, I think he's viable as a punt play in tournaments. I probably wouldn't go there in a cash game setting. But a game they should be playing from behind. He'll probably have to air it out. Um, and it's very cheap. So, uh, again, I think he's at least playable. Najee Harris at 6'5". So, Taking a look at the snaps from last week, he still got a majority of the snaps, 48 of the 64. He just hasn't really shown that that ceiling, right? Um, he is involved in the pass game, even though he didn't have a target last week. So I think he's like a viable contrarian running back play. Wide receiver, we have Johnson, Claypool, and Pickens. And finally, Pickens broke out. I've been waiting for this. I did play him in my other lineup. He had six catches and eight targets. Again, my hot take was I think Pickens is going to be the wide receiver one at the end of the year. Um you know, playing with new quarterback, I think that, you know, all three of the main receivers are in play. Deontay's still probably your safest. I know he had a bad week last week, but he's going to play majority of the game. And most of the time, he has a very high floor. Um, and then Pickens would be the cheap wide receiver I would consider there. Tight end, Faramuth, uh, kind of indifferent on him. He'll play a lot majority of the game, so he's fine at 4-1. Moving on to Buffalo. So uh, Josh Allen, I don't have to tell you he's a good play, right? He's a good play every week. I don't care who they're playing. This is a team that always airs it out. Uh, 56, 10, 47, 70 yards on the ground. Good play in both formats, in my opinion. I do like Devin Singletary once again. 
know, I've been on him last couple of weeks. Uh, I got him two weeks ago, like 0.2% or what was it, 0.6% ownership when he broke the slate. But he played 55 of the 63 snaps. Six snaps for Zach Moss, two snaps for James Cook. So he's kind of turning into almost their bell cow back. Now, I know they don't run the ball a ton, but they don't really need to when he's getting, you know, 11 and five targets now in back-to-back weeks. So I do like Singletary. Would I play him in a cash game? I think it's at least in consideration. If we get similar snaps to last week for Devin Singletary, then yeah, I think it is in consideration. Wide receiver. So Stefan Diggs, great play at the top. Um, yeah, 8-4. I mean, it's expensive, but for good reason. Gabe Davis has struggled recently, uh, but he's also been dealing with that ankle injury. He's still playing the majority of the game, so kind of an interesting buy-low opportunity, I think, for, for Gabe Davis. And we already know Jameson Crowder's out. It does, doesn't sound like uh, Isaiah McKenzie is going to be available. So can I interest you in a 3.2K Khalil Shakir, who's probably going to be playing a good chunk of the game in the slot? So um, I think he's going to be one of the more popular value plays on the slate, but for good reason. If Kumro's out too, then you probably get Hodgins as the wide receiver before. He would be the pivot off of a chalk Shakir if you wanted to look that way in tournaments. Dawson Knox, again, still playing majority of the game. Um, he didn't practice Wednesday. We'll keep an eye on that. If he misses, then maybe we can look to one of these backup tight ends. But if he plays, I think he's still a decent option. Chargers and Browns, relatively high total game here. Once again, I think Herbert's a solid play. He bounced back in a pretty big way last week. Um, so he's fine. Running back, I still have interest in Eckler. Uh, the snaps last week for Austin Eckler were, let's see, he played 41 of the 70. So he's still not playing a ton of snaps, but he's being, um, he's, he's involved a lot in uh, both the running game and the passing game. So I think he's still in play, but I don't expect huge snaps for him at wide receiver. So Keenan Allen, once again, uh, did not practice. Uh, and Josh Palmer got a bit banged up. He did return to the game, though, at the end of the game. But he lost a lot of snaps to Bandy, who came in and took away snaps for Palmer when Palmer was injured. So if Keenan Allen doesn't play, uh, Mike Williams, I like a lot for tournaments. Again, he's boomer bust. That's been what Mike Williams is all his whole career. So um, I would like his ceiling a lot in tournaments. If Keenan Allen is out again and Palmer's good to go, which looks like he is, uh, then I think uh, Palmer is still a solid play in uh, the mid-range. I think people will jump off after the bad game last week. But again, he lost a ton of snaps due to injury. Uh, DeAndre Carter is still getting a, a decent chunk of snaps. He's 3.9K, viable as a punt play. At tight end, Gerald Everett is 4.2. Uh, 10, 6, and 6 targets in three weeks. I mean, I think he's a fine, cheap tight end play. Moving on to Cleveland, no interest for me in a Jacoby Brissett. Running back, um, I'll fade Chubb. If the Chubb Chumps continue to uh, get there, I'll be in so, so much pain. But yeah, five touchdowns now through three weeks. Um, I know he's very talented running back. No real involvement in the passing game. Kind of touchdown dependent to pay off the salary. Um, touchdown variance, we know. Is, there's a lot of variance with you know touchdowns. So I'll fade. I think he'll be over-owned. Um, if he gets there again, I'll be in so, so much pain. Um, Kareem Hunt, 6K. Uh, no thank you for me. Wide receiver. So uh, Mari Cooper didn't do anything last week, but... Um, I think he's a nice bounce back candidate there in tournaments. No real interest in anyone else. And a tight end, David Njoku. He's basically playing the entire game. 10 and 7 targets now, back-to-back weeks. Um, he's very involved. He's basically like their wide receiver two behind Amari Cooper. He played 67 of the 73 snaps. I think a good play in both formats. Houston and the Jags. Uh, no thank you on Davis Mills. Running back situation. I know Damian Pierce had a really, really solid game. Um, and he played uh, 39 of the 57 snaps. He's fine. I just think he's going to be a bit over-owned. He broke that um, 76-yard touchdown. He also had six targets. I don't really buy that either. You saw Rex Burkhead uh, be in there in a lot of passing down situations. So um, 
Again, I think he'll be a bit overall. I'm not saying he's out of play, but I'll probably fade. Wide receiver, I mean, Brandon Cooks is really still the only guy that I trust. Um, basically playing the entire game. They're almost always playing from behind. So it's really Cooks for me, and that's about it. Moving on to the Jags. So you got Trevor Lawrence at 5'6", going up against his Houston defense. I think he's a viable in tournaments, but um, yeah, definitely not a cash game play. Running back, you're going to get a split between Robinson and ETN. Again, Robinson is more the early down back. ETN more the passing down back. So kind of dependent on how you think the game flows. If you think Jacksonville's playing from ahead, look to Robinson. If you think they're playing from behind, look to ETN. Wide receiver, Zay Jones missed last game. Um, he, they think he'll be ready to go, though. If he isn't, you saw Jamal Agnew had a really good game, but Agnew only put 18 snaps. So if Zay Jones doesn't play, um, I'll probably pass on Agnew. But looks like Zay Jones will be available. So the top three receivers all in play. I'll probably rank him Kirk, then Jones, then Marvin Jones. Uh, Evan Ingram, more of a tournament play. He's still running a lot of routes, but the targets have been down last couple weeks. Chicago and Minnesota. Uh, Justin Fields, we know, is the rushing upside, but this team is just rarely passing the ball. Keep an eye on David Montgomery news. Um, we'll, uh, we'll see if he's going to be available. If not, you can look to Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert played a lot of snaps once again last week. He played uh, 48 and 62 snaps. So would like Herbert a good amount in both formats if there's no David Montgomery. Wide receiver, just a tournament play in, in Darnell Mooney. I took his over on passing yards. I was like, you know what? I think they're they're finally going to air it out a little bit more. And uh, it hit pretty easily. His over was like 28, and, or the, the, the line was like 28 and a half. Went for 94 passing yards. Again, nothing more than a dart throw in tournaments. No thank you on Cole Komet. Uh, I would just rather go to other tight ends. Minnesota, I'll pass on Kirk Cousins. Running back, Dalvin Cook. So the snaps haven't been as high on him recently. Last game, he played 45 of the 73 snaps of Madison playing 27. So that is a little bit concerning, especially at this price point. I know he had 20 carries still, but a little bit concerned with snap counts for him. Wide receiver, the positive with Minnesota, they're basically going to play three wide receivers the majority of the game with Jefferson, Thielen, and Osborne. Obviously, Jefferson's the guy with the highest ceiling. Like him a lot for tournaments. Thielen, probably your safest bet. Uh, eight and nine targets back-to-back games. And then KJ Osborne, the guy with the lowest floor, but also is only 4.2K. And he still played a lot last game. He played a lot. He played 61 of the 73 snaps. Tight end, Irv Smith, I think is solid. Um, don't love him, don't hate him, but is cheap and is involved in the passing game. The snaps have been going up for him. Detroit and New England. So Detroit's offense has been very good. And their defense has been awful. So basically, you know, if you've been stacking Detroit or, you know, games that Detroit has been in last couple of weeks, you've probably made a, a good amount of money. Jared Goff is now 6.1. Um, I think he's still playable. Uh, the New England matchup I don't like as much, though. New England's kind of a gross team. They're going to ground and pound. So I do think the game, uh, the pace of the game could slow down a bit. Running back, keep an eye on DeAndre Swift. He did not practice last week. If he is out, Jamal Williams, once again, a solid play. I will mention, though, and I, I talked about this, that I didn't think uh, Jamal Williams is going to be a bell cow, and he wasn't. Um, he only played on uh, 36 of the 75 snaps. He saw 25 snaps for Reynolds and 11 for Justin Jackson. However, the Lions were playing from behind, so maybe if the game, if they're playing from ahead, that you get you know more touches or more opportunities for Jamal Williams. And he still had a lot of touches, right? He had, what, 20, um, 20 touches last game, so... He would still be in play. Again, Reynolds and Jackson mixed in, but I don't think it's worth it to go to either of them. Wide receiver. So Amon Ross St. Brown once again did not practice. Um, DJ Chark also did not practice. And Quintez Cephas um, uh, got banged up too. So the Lions could be pretty thin at wide receiver. Taking a look at the snap counts last game for, for Detroit, you saw surprisingly 60 snap counts or 60 snaps for Tom Kennedy. Um, Reynolds put 62 of the 75, and then you saw only 38 for Khalif Raymond. So Tom Kennedy actually outsnapped Khalif Raymond. He's only 3.4K. If all these questionable receivers are out for the Lions, I think he is viable. Raymond's still in play too. 
but Kennedy did outsnap him. And the Josh Reynolds um, did have uh, eight targets, and he also isn't practicing. So uh, Lions is, is a situation we could have a lot of value, once again, a wide receiver. And then if all those main wide receivers are out, we can look to Hawkinson. My only worry is that I do think he's going to be overowned after the absolute nuke from him last week. New England, uh, we'll keep an eye on the quarterback situation, but I'll probably pass and end whoever is the quarterback there. Running back, it's a split between Harris and Stevenson. Again, probably not for me. I know it's a good matchup. If you think the Patriots play from ahead, maybe look to Harris. If you think they'll play from behind, you can look to Stevenson. Wide receiver, Kobe Myers um, has missed the last couple games. If he plays, I do think he's a pretty solid value play. If he misses, Devontae Parker has been the wide receiver one the last couple of weeks. Um, I know he didn't do a ton in that Green Bay game, but he's get, he's got the most amount of snaps. Um, the other wide receivers, looking at the snap counts there for New England, you saw Lil Jordan Humphrey play 31 of the 58 snaps, Aguilar play 38, and then Bourne play 26. So they kind of mixed and matched those other wide receivers behind Devontae Parker. Tight end, I know Junior Smith is out. I mean, Hunter Henry probably does get a little bit more run, but... I don't know if it's necessary. Seattle and New Orleans. Uh, we saw what Geno Smith did last week. Not as excited about this matchup, though. At running back, Rashad Penny also uh, so tilted about that game. Took his under third and 16. The Lions get a stop, but then there's a play clock issue. So they get to replay and they do a draw to Rashad Penny third and long. And he goes for a 40 yard touchdown. I mean, you just can't make that up. Um, but Penny is still viable, right? He played 45 of the 67 snaps. He only saw three for DJ Dallas. Walker played 24 snaps. And Penny's relatively cheap. So he is in play. My only downside is um, that no real involvement in the passing game. And it's kind of game flow dependent. If they fall behind, we have seen, right, this game against San Francisco. They fall behind. He will get phased out. Wide receiver, Matt Kaffenlock. The positive is they're going to play majority of the game. Um, I mean, I never get these guys right. I always, whenever I play one, it's the other that smashes. So I played Lockett last week. He still had a solid game, but it was Metcalf that went off. So if I play one of the Seattle wide receivers, just play the other one. At tight end, Will Disley is actually kind of taking over as the tight end one. Um, I still don't trust it. Looking at the snap counts for them, you saw uh, Disley play 49 snaps. Noah Font play 40. So they're kind of, you know, splitting snaps there. I'll probably pass. New Orleans, uh, no thank you on the quarterback situation there. Running backs, though, Kamara practicing, and there's only 6.6K. So, assuming no limitations, I kind of like the buy low here on Kamara. I know, you know, he hasn't done a ton uh, through two games, and, you know, he's missed a couple games, but this price point seems pretty cheap for this matchup. So, if Kamara plays, I like him quite a bit. If he misses, you know, we can look to a guy like uh, Mark Ingram. Don't play Latavius Murray. He's now on the Broncos. Uh, wide receiver. So, Michael Thomas didn't practice once again. Looking at the snaps last week with Michael Thomas out, you saw 38 snaps for Jarvis Landry, 41 for Chris Olave. Um, and surprisingly, the guy that played the most was Marquez Callaway playing 58 snaps. So if there's no Michael Thomas, uh, we can look to Michael or Marquez Callaway as a punt. Three touchdowns, six targets. Again, he basically played the entire game. Olave still probably got the highest ceiling there at 5-7. Tight end. Um, you know, the snaps have been going down in Jawan Johnson. 39 for Troutman, 29 for Johnson, 11 for Holtz. 12 for Taysom Hill, so uh, not a fan of really playing anyone there at tight end. Moving on to Miami and the Jets. Uh, Bridgewater is cheap uh, with Tua out. I guess he's fine, but I'll probably still look to to spend up at quarterback once again. A running back for the Dolphins. So Raheem Mostair played 46 of the 64 snaps. Edmonds only played 18. So uh, 
looking like Mostair is taking over as the RB1. He's only 5K against the Jets. He's an intriguing play for me. Wide receiver, we kind of know what's happening with Miami. Hill, Waddle, both have a very high ceiling. I like them both. Waddle did not practice today. We'll keep an eye on that. I assume he'll be fine. And then Sherfield is the clear wide receiver three at 3.3K. I do think he's a viable punt play. Tight end, Jusecki isn't playing as much as I would hope. Only 28 of 64 snaps. I'm probably not going to go to any of the tight ends. Moving on to the Jets. So Zach Wilson is 5'3". Eh, eh. Running back, however, Brees Hall, assuming he plays, I do think is a pretty solid play. 11 and 6 targets now in back-to-back weeks is getting more involved in the running game and the snaps are going up. So I do like some Brees Hall. He played 46 of the 70 snaps. I know Michael Carter's still going to get mixed in, but the Jets love going to their running backs in the passing game. So that is a positive and with full point PPR. Wide receiver, I mean, the top three guys are Wilson, Davis, and Elijah Moore. Wilson has been the most consistent. Um, he's also the priciest. Elijah Moore does have a good connection, though, with Zach Wilson. Um, he has yet to have a big game, um, but I do think it is still there at tight end. Conklin is still playing majority of the game, even with Uzoma back. I think he's a fine salary relief play. Atlanta and Tampa Bay, no thank you and Mariota. Running back situation is a complete mess. I mean, this is absolutely disgusting. I am completely staying away from this. A Cordell Patterson's out. Um, you had 24 snaps for Algier last game, 12 for Huntley, 7 for Avery Williams. I think it's going to be a disgusting three-headed monster. Absolutely not for me. Wide receiver, the only guy I trust is Drake London at 5'9". Um, in a game that should be playing from behind, I do think he's at least playable. Pitts missed practice today, but he is very, very cheap. And I know the defense is solid, but again, should be playing from behind. I, those are really the only targets I'm looking to for Atlanta. Tampa Bay, I do think Tom Brady will be relatively popular. I'm fine, but again, I'm a little bit worried about his ownership Running back, you saw Rashad White play a lot more last game. That is a little bit concerning for Fournette. I still think Fournette is going to play like 60-70% of the snaps. And this is a good matchup for him. So I'm fine still playing Leonard Fournette at that price point. At wide receiver, um, Chris Godwin, even with uh, being banged up, played a lot of snaps. He played 53 of the 64 snaps. Um, you saw Mike Evans play 58 snaps. And then Russell Gage outsnapped Julio 41-18. to 18. So um, the two main wide receivers here for Tampa Bay look good. I actually prefer Godwin, though. 10 targets last week, and he played the majority of the game. So I think he makes a pretty good option there in the mid-range. And then I prefer Russell Gage to Julio. We'll keep an eye on Julio knows, uh, but yeah, Julio news. But yeah, Gage outsnapped Julio last week. And then Cam Bright also got banged up. Uh, he will see if he's going to be available. If not, um, looking at the snaps last week, you saw Cade Otten play 43 snaps. However, I do think a guy like Kyle Rudolph um, could be activated here. He could. Um, you know, operate as a tight end once. Hopefully we get some clarity on that. But if Kate Otten's going to be the tight end one at 2.5K, he could be in consideration. Tennessee and Washington, this Tennessee offense is just so, so gross. No thank you in the passing attack. Derrick Henry does have a ceiling, but again, kind of game flow dependent. He's been good last couple weeks. He's basically the same type of play as Nick Chubb, right? In games, he's going to be playing from ahead. They have a ceiling, but they will get phased out in games they play from behind. Wide receiver, Traylon Burks is doubtful. I don't really trust anything. The one guy I'll mention though is Kyle Phillips. I know he only put a couple snaps last week, but with Traylon Burks uh, most likely not playing, I expect Phillips to be operating as a slot wide receiver. He's the guy I would consider. No thank you on the tight ends. Tennessee, almost a full fade for me. Washington quarterback, no thank you on Wentz. Running back situation, Gibson and McKissick are splitting the snaps. I'll pass. Wide receiver, we could have some some cheap plays here. So Samuel and Dotson both banged up. I think Dotson is going to be more on the doubtful side, dealing with that hamstring injury. Hamstrings are concerning. And when Dotson went down, you saw um, Diami Brown come in and get snaps. He had four targets, too. He's the flat min price 
And what we know about Washington is they're basically playing three wide receivers the entire game. So when um, when Dotson went down, De'Ami Brown came in and basically played the rest of the game. He played 21 snaps. So De'Ami Brown at the flat man price, if there's no Dotson, I think is in play. McLaurin at the top would be the guy to look to if I'm spending up. Tight end, Logan Thomas. I mean, he is involved in the passing game. Only 3.2K does have some touchdown equity. I think he's an okay value play. San Francisco, no thank you on Jimmy G. Uh, Jeff Wilson has basically just been their bell cow. Um, I mean, you saw like one snap for Tevin Coleman last week, but he is getting like all the running back snaps. And I think he's viable at a 5.5K price point. Wide receiver, we have Samuel, we have Ayuk. I think, you know, Samuel is still viable there at the top. Uh, but this game in general should be relatively low scoring, so that's the issue. George Kittle, 5-2, feels a little bit pricey for me. Carolina, again, I'm passing on Baker. CMC, tough matchup, so I do think that is a little bit concerning. But he's playing the entire game. He's very involved in the passing game, so he's still in play even in a bad matchup. I'm probably going to stay away from the passing attack here, though, for uh, Carolina. Philadelphia and Arizona. So this game should be popular, but for good reason. I interest you in Jalen Hurts going up against this absolutely horrific Arizona defense. Hurts with uh, you know a lot of rushing upside. I think he looks like a phenomenal play in both formats. Boston Scott missed last week, and Miles Sanders really took over. Had 27 carries. Um, if there's no Boston Scott, that is a bump to Miles Sanders. The downside here is Sanders. So I think he's going to be over-owned. And if Scott plays, they will utilize three backs. Wide receiver, we have Brown, we have Smith, the two guys, you know, obviously with the high ceiling. I do prefer uh, Smith for the discount to uh, A.J. Brown, but both in play. Quez Watkins has been operating as a slot wide receiver. He's a viable punt play. Tight end, Dallas got it 4-7, just a relatively safe play, playing majority of the game, you know, averaging about five, six targets a game. I think he's fine, maybe a little bit overpriced. Arizona side, so Kyler Murray, it's never fun to roster him. I mean, they almost always fall behind early, except for the game against Carolina. Like They usually always just fall behind big, and then it's Kyler playing uh, catch-up. So I think more of a tournament play for me for Kyler. Running back, you did see James Conner play a lot last game, so that is good to see. Taking a look at their snap counts, you saw uh, 50 of the 76 snaps there for James Conner. Um, he is involved in the passing game. He hasn't really had the big game yet, but I think it's a nice kind of buy-low opportunity here on James Conner. Wide receiver, so um, Marquise Hollywood-Brown and Rondell Moore played a majority of the game where Greg Dortch saw the big decrease. And I mentioned that. I was like, I'm not sure how Arizona's going to operate here with Moore coming back. And it was Dortch that saw the pretty big decrease in snaps. So looking at last week, you saw 71 of the 76 snaps for Hollywood-Brown and 65 of the 76 there for Rondell Moore, only 27 for Greg Dorch. Now, they were playing from ahead, so maybe that is why. I think if they fall behind, you could see some Dorch if A.J. Green's out. They did release um, Andy Isabella, too, so we'll keep an eye on that. But, yeah, Hollywood Brown has been getting so many targets. He's been safe, um, you know, pretty safe play. 11, 17, 11 targets in a game that should be high scoring. He looks good at the top, and if you need a cheap play, for me, it's Rondell Moore. I, didn't, I know he didn't do a ton last week, but majority of snaps is cheap, high total game. I'm good at that. And then at tight end, I like Zach Ertz. I've been like very high on Zach Ertz this season, and I like him. He's basically playing the entire game, getting a ton of snaps, and a little revenge game narrative for him as well. Finally, Dallas and the Rams. I'll pass on uh, Cooper Rush. Running back situation, Zeke and Pollard more just tournament plays. They're splitting snaps. Wide receiver, I mean, I like C.D. Lamb. Um, he's their clear wide receiver one. He's still been putting up good games with Cooper Rush at quarterback, so like him in both formats. Uh, Noah Brown got a bit banged up. They kind of limited the snaps on Gallup. Uh, looking last week, Gallup played 39 and 61. 
Noah Brown played 48 and 61. Um, if Noah Brown, uh, let's see. Brown, okay, so it looks like he'll be okay. But if he doesn't play, then Gallup uh, does look a little bit more appealing. At tight end, uh, Dalton Schultz is only 3.4K. He failed to get a catch last week, but he didn't play 55 to 61 snaps. So I'm not super worried about it. And I do like the price point. But he started the year like around 5K. Now he's only 3.4K. So I think this is a good opportunity to buy low on Dalton Schultz. And finally, the Rams, Stafford at 6'4", kind of just indifferent on him. Running back situation, I mean, I don't trust McVay. He said he's going to come out and play Malcolm Brown a lot. He played two snaps. Um, You saw 44 snaps for Henderson, 28 for Akers. Again, it's game flow dependent. If the Rams are playing from ahead, it's going to be Akers most likely. If they play from behind, it's going to be Henderson. Wide receiver, I don't have to tell you Cooper Cup's good play. I mean, 19 targets last week is just out of this world. Just literally crazy for Cooper Cup. Um, can someone sp- explain Allen Robinson to me like I'm five years old? I mean, what? I, I don't understand. I literally don't understand. He's playing the entire game. He's just getting no targets. Skoranek is a fine punt play, but not super involved in the pass game. At tight end, I mean, I've also been all over Tyler Higby this year, playing him a lot. And he's their clear second target right now behind Cooper Cup. 14 targets last week. I think he's, once again, a pretty good play in both formats. But yeah, guys, that is the team-by-team breakdown. That's going to wrap up the video. If Again, if you haven't enjoyed these videos, just make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Keep an eye out for future videos, and I'll see you all in the next one.